You are listening to the Archaeology Podcast Network. This is Maggie Hillis, and you're listening to Profiles in CRM. Welcome to Profiles in CRM, episode 46. I'm your host, Chris Webster. Profiles in CRM ask CRM professionals nine simple questions. The answers vary wildly depending on their experience and education. Because of the nature of contract archaeology and how small this field really is, some people choose not to reveal their name or the company they work for. Stay to the end of the show to hear how you can have a chance to answer these same questions. Okay, we're here on Profiles, and here's the first question. What is your name, and who do you work for? My name is Maggie Hillis. And I don't want to say the name of my company because we have a lot of uh, client confidentiality issues. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've worked with them for pretty steadily for over two years now, just doing field work. Um, and I've worked for several different companies, and I'm on the call list for a couple of companies. So if there's a lapse in employment, I generally don't have a problem finding uh, somebody to go back to for a little while till things pick up. But, uh, yeah, they've, I've been lucky enough to stay pretty steadily employed for over two years with the same company, which is kind of rare in this field. Wow. Two years, you're practically ready for retirement at that point. Yeah, for real. <laughs> um, well, since you can't say who you work for, can you say like what part of the country you're working in? Yes. Um, and that's actually a broad range too. <laughs> um, it's mostly been on the Eastern seaboard, uh, the eastern coastal plains, but it's also been up into the Piedmont mm-hmm. um, and even up into central Appalachia on this project. It's okay. It's the ongoing, never-ending project that takes me everywhere. So nice, <laughs> nice. All right. So the next question is: What is the um, what is your highest level of education? I have a bachelor's of science from the University of Tennessee in Chattanooga. Excellent. And how long have you been working in CRM? I started in 2007, so it's a little over eight years. Okay. All right. And this is a little more broad question from what I kind of asked you earlier, but where have you worked? Like where in total have you worked in CRM? I have worked um, in many states in the Southeast, most of them. Um, I've worked in the Midwest a lot, the upper Midwest, and also the lower Plains states um, from Texas up to Wisconsin. Um, and I've worked in the mid-Atlantic a lot, uh, or a little, not quite as much there, but basically everywhere, but out West. <laughs> okay. Nice. Nice. Well, that's, that's how I started too. And then I, and then I came out West. <laughs> um, all right. What is the position you usually have when you're on a CRM project and what's the highest position you've ever held? Um, well, I've been a field technician and occasionally a lab technician. I'm much more happy in the field. Um, and my current actual title is crew chief, and that's the highest title I've had. And I'm not currently acting as crew chief, mm. which is nice because I'm also training for a marathon. So Whoa. it's good to be able to come home from work and not have to do anything else. <laughs> and, and not work. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. Nice. yeah, I hear you. All these things we make no apology for the study of archaeology. We don't do dinosaurs. Did aliens build Stonehenge? Did the Easter Island statues walk? 
Did the Vikings colonize Midwest America? What does mainstream archaeology have to say about all of this? Listen to the Archaeological Fantasies podcast and learn about popular archaeological mysteries, hoax or fact. Learn to tell the difference with Dr. Kenneth Fader and co-host Sarah of the Archie Fantasies blog. Check out the show on iTunes and Stitcher Radio and at www.archaeologypodcastnetwork.com forward slash Archie Fantasies and get ready to think critically. Let's get back to the show. Funny beady blokes you will see are a staple of archaeology. What's the best thing that's happened to you that's related to being an archaeologist? And this can be personal or professional or whatever. Um, the best thing is realizing that if I could go back in time and talk to my 10-year-old self and tell myself that I would be digging holes and running around through the woods... I would be so thrilled. <laughs> That's really it. There are a lot of days where I look around and I'm like, wow, I didn't even realize as a kid I was training for my career. Right. No idea. <laughs> That's awesome. That, That's the first time we've had that answer. I love it. <laughs> okay. What is the biggest thing that you would change that would make being a CRM archaeologist better? Um, I would really like to see a shift to more um, – I feel like we're moving away from small businesses and firms that are mostly CRM and historical architecture. And I don't know how to change that. I feel like big corporations are taking over. And uh, in the past five years, I've worked for three companies that were bought out by other companies. And one of those was already a huge international company. Um, I'm a big fan of integrity and I would like to see more respect for CRM and what we do. Uh, people that are out in the field all the time. And I really think like with any career, um, when you get involved in big corporations, you know, the bigger it gets, the bigger it gets, the more you're just a number and not an individual. And I'm really happy. I feel that my current company, at least, you know, within my department, you know, treats me really well and values me as an employee. But I know a lot of people that would like to start their own businesses. And I've sort of thought about starting my own business and it almost seems like it's getting less and less possible to do that. Okay. What is your career goal in CRM? My career goal is to probably eventually get my master's degree. I've been <laughs> debating it on and off uh, or putting it off since I graduated in 2002. I hear so, you. Yeah. Um, I have a weird mix of wanting to do that and also, not wanting to get stuck in an office all mm -hmm. the time. <laughs> yeah, that, that uh, unfortunately, as you know, and as everybody knows, as you move up, that uh, that is where you kind of end up getting stuck. But, you know, having a master's degree does open other doors, you know, right. for you to, to allow you to do some of the things that you may have not been able to do um, in yeah. archaeology. So. And, yeah, I mean, I would I would like to have a job eventually where maybe I'm not traveling all the time, but I don't, you know, I don't want that completely taken out of the equation. I like mm -hmm. being, I like having boots on the ground. I like yeah. being in the dirt. If I go to grad school, I'm going to study soil. So mm -hmm. that's <laughs> a good really thing to study. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know uh, what? So if you, you know, if you did get your master's degree and you went to a company, would you want to eventually move up and, and, you know, end up with some sort of company ownership type of level, or would you rather move up within a larger company and have a, um, have a, a more a leadership role, but, but, you know, less so because it's a larger company. 
I think I would like to own a company, but I would prefer to probably be a co-owner of a company. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want all of the responsibility, but I am comfortable leading and I really, I feel like a leader. And if I found, I would like to find a company that, you know, I stay with for years and move up and that'd be nice. But it would mm-hmm. also, I also have dreams of starting a business or getting involved with colleagues who are starting a business and, you know. Okay. Awesome. All right. Final question. If you could give an undergrad thinking about CRM one piece of advice, what would it be? I think I would tell them to get to know people when you get out in the field. Um, everyone tells you to network, and I don't. Th- I think that goes a lot further beyond professors and conferences. If you're going to do CRM and be out in the field a lot, you really need to get to know your coworkers. You may be stuck in them. Um, with them in a hotel for months at a time, uh, make friends, listen to people that have been doing this a while, because they're not only ones that are going to get you jobs, but they have a wealth of information, and archaeology or CRM is sort of a, kind of a giant family. It's a close-knit group. It's a sort of a subculture, and I mean, after doing this for so many years, I feel like I have friends and family, adopted family all over the country. And Mm -hmm. that's nice in your personal life and also in your career. Um, So, you know, just be likable. (laughs) Do a good job. Be a good coworker. You know, be somebody you would want to get to know. Show notes for this and all episodes can be found on the Archaeology Podcast Network website at www.archaeologypodcastnetwork.com forward slash profiles. At that page, you'll also find a form that you can fill out so you can be interviewed on the show. Interviews take less than 30 minutes and you don't need any special equipment. Thanks for listening and I'll see you in the field. This show is produced by Chris Webster and Tristan Boyle and was edited by Chris Webster. This has been a presentation of the Archaeology Podcast Network. Visit us on the web for show notes and other podcasts at www.archaeologypodcastnetwork.com. Contact us at chris at archaeologypodcastnetwork.com.